Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Picasso and Violet are back to share how they have worked through a ton of awkward moments, and Violet tells the stories of her teenage thruple experience. And we're back at the sex apartment with Picasso and Violet. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you guys back again. Let's dig into favorite moments in the lifestyle so far. And before we say actually favorite moments in the lifestyle, I'm going to rewind to before the two of you got together and hear one of your favorite moments from what put you down this path. Favorite moment was, you know, trying to watch porn on my parents' TV back when it was half distorted and, you know, half, (laughs) and it was going up and down. So you really couldn't see, but you could. That's how I used to watch HBO Real Sex. That was... Yeah. I got lucky. My parents had VHS tapes that were hidden in the closet. I remember. Which movies? We have some of those. Do we still say very might have? Or like porn? No, no, no. Like actual porn. Yeah, it was actual porn, which is very surprising if you knew my parents at all that they even had porn. But, um, and that was, um, (laughs) you're right. Okay. In that regard, that was where I learned to make sure that I paid attention to where the tape started so that I could rewind uh, it back to that exact moment. I, I used to set the VCR to zero and rewind back to that. Yeah. Point. So see, my, I didn't have a fancy VCR like that. So I had to do it all in my head. But remember, like, okay, at what point? Pay attention to where, what, what was happening here. I, you know, I don't. I don't really remember if any if they had any names because none of them had cases. Um, they were literally just blank, black VHS tapes hidden in the back of their closet on the top shelf. It was a lot of three, a lot of threesomes. And may, so maybe that's where the whole, you know, thing came about. I don't know. We didn't have a lot of money. So it was likely like bargain basement porn. It wasn't like high quality top shelf productions of any kind. But a lot of threesomes. <laughs> Interesting. Lot of threesomes. Oh, we're, we're about to unpack something here. But yeah. We'll let it go. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was probably my favorite moment. I know there were a couple of them, but I, the most memorable was probably my very first threesome. It was in high school and really attracted to this guy that my friend was really attracted to. And, and the initial conversation was like, no, this could never happen. Like he's off limits to the both of us. Cause you don't want to fight over a guy, like the whole thing. And the more we realized like, well, why couldn't we just both get what we want here? And that was really when I first realized that I enjoyed sex with both men and women. I was going to say, so yeah. prior to that, no no, yeah, prior to that I had never not that I was against it in any way. I just said it was just never a thing. It was never something I explored. It was never even something I thought about. I've always been attracted to people in general. I can always remember looking at both male and females and being like, 
they're really attractive or they're super hot. So I always remember being attracted to them, but I never really thought about the idea of exploring sexually with both men and women until that happened. And then originally when we had gone into it, there was going to be no crossover between the two of us. I was going to have sex with them. She was going to have sex with them. That was kind of the whole thing. And of course we got into it and that all went out the window. It turned into a big threesome and there was crossover between all of us. And that was the moment where I realized like, I can do this. This is good. I like this. (laughs) So what happened? I'm down. So we went to the guy's house. We were teenagers. He was a little bit older than us. And he had a basement bedroom as the trope goes. And it was dark with the exception of like some blacklight posters on the wall. You know, <laughs> he put on some music and and it, and again, he was sort of the initiator. And there was kissing between me and him. And then there was kissing between him and the other girl. And then, of course, it was the classic uh, one hand behind my head and one hand behind her head and kind of pushed <laughs> us together. And we we're like, Meh. and but we did it anyway. And then we were like, oh, okay, that sort of like flipped the light switch on. And then it was just a free for all from there. We realized after the point, we're like, this is pretty damn good. And so then it just became a regular thing there. It wasn't even like originally it was supposed to be the freedom and the flexibility for me to be sleeping with this guy and her to be sleeping with this guy at the same time. And there not to be any contention in our relationship and our friendship. It did not turn out that way at all, at all. It just ended up being the three of us all the time, <laughs> all the time. Now, when you say the three of us, yeah. was it ever just the two girls? Just you and her? Never without him. Okay. Yeah. At that point, it was never, again, there was none of us were ever, at least to my knowledge, there was never break off between any of us. It was, we were only, I mean, it happened all the time. So if there, they were, I'm struggling to find out when that would have been, but it stayed that way until he went off to college. So now besides kissing, was there more between the two of you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was, and that I was open at that point to anything. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm never one of those like half-assed kind of people. If I'm like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so I was totally open. I was like, all right, let's go. I'm totally going to go down this rate. I'm going to be open to going down on her and I'm going to let her go down on me. And I was going to be, was this something he pushed or were you guys like, well, we're here. Let's no, Yeah. No, we were both like, all right. Might as well. That kiss was good. Let's yeah, do this. Let's do it. You know, we were kind of, we were both kind of in the same situation. We we're like, why the fuck not? You know what I mean? What What's the point of making it that far and then just being like, oh, no, no, no. Like, if you're going to do it, if, if you're going to be open to it, just be open to it. And listen, don't knock anything until you try it. Mm-hmm. I'll try anything once. If I don't like it, then I'll be like, okay, why not? Give it a shot. If you hate it, then you never do it again. So he leaves for college. Mm-hmm. Do the two of you find somebody new or is there, oh, he's gone? Yeah, we just kind of, it just kind of fizzled out. We sort of went, you know, we, we still remained friends for a number of years, but I found somebody new and then she found somebody new and then there was just never the right chemistry for it to ever be anything else. But it was really formative for me. It was really the situation that put me on the path where I was like, this is what I want. I want to be able to freely and openly tell any partner that I'm with, I enjoy sex with both men and women. And I really don't want to have to give that up. That was the conundrum is how do I continue to be in a relationship with somebody? And how do you have that conversation where you say, listen, by the way, I like to sleep with everybody. And so (laughs) if you want to be in a relationship with me, I really want you to be open to the idea of not only having to see me be with somebody else, but be open to the idea of being with somebody else yourself. So you've always been open to your partner engaging. Mm -hmm. Always, always. Because for me, it's a power trip is really how I look at it. Cause I get that question sometimes where people are like, how can you do how I could never see my husband or my partner with another person. I could just never do it. I would be so jealous or I, you know, all sorts of thoughts. But for me, especially currently it's a power trip because I am not shy about what I want and what I like. 
And so he is very well versed on that. And in my opinion, very talented in that regard. And so for me, that's another reason why the same room play is something that we enjoy because I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know that you're off in some room screwing some chick or whoever. Like I want to see it because when I can look over at, at another girl and I'm like, oh, you like that? Good. Enjoy it while it lasts because I gave this to you and I'm going to take it right back when I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I, so for me, it's a total power trip. Okay. So I'm, I, I love it. It's a huge turnout. So now you guys are together. Yeah. Let's go into some of your favorite moments as a couple. When we started getting involved in, in the strap on play, I think that was exciting. That was something different. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Being able to explore these fantasies with one another, because when do you ever, you know, if you don't have that relationship, how do you ever tell your partner like, oh, by the way, I'm interested in the idea of pegging. How do you bring that up in this scope, you know, the scope of a normal conversation? It's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard in, in, in today's society. You know, I think that's why the club scene is prevalent because you just don't know, you know, at least when you go to the club, everybody is, is there for a certain reason, whether they want to hook up or they just want to, you know, meet other individuals you know to me you know it's comforting knowing that you know you're not going to be judged based on what you like to do Mm -hmm. behind closed doors or with a chain on the door or whatever the case may be so who brought that up first you brought it up and your initial reaction let's do it again i'm like i'm i again i'm you know i'm game for pretty much most things i'll give it a shot there's a learning curve there yeah welcome to the club yeah it's just like you know Figure it out. And uh, it's been good. And it's something that's, you know, makes its way into our rotation every now and then. But again, it's the same thing. It's it's how do you talk about that? Now, did this start with another couple or was this just the two of you? It's just the two mm-hmm. of us. Okay. Yeah. I think another one would probably be, you know, the fisting. When that happened, I think that was, you took it like a trooper too. <laughs> <laughs> Started with a couple fingers and then another with four fingers. And I was like, you know what, let's just try to. Jam them all in there and <laughs> slowly but surely got in there. And Are you regretting your um, no, previous I'm, statement I'm, of I'm no? I'm just watching you going. <laughs> too much detail. That new color you've turned, that's not new for you. That's, that, that, I'm sorry, that is new for you. Uh, yeah, there, there's been a lot again. There's, you know, I, I'll try anything once. Right. You know, if I can physically accommodate it, I will try it. There we go. Uh, Have you tried new things with partners outside of your relationship? I think the, the, the comfort level has to, to get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, it's like, okay, just the idea of being in the same room without clothes on. And then the idea of physical interaction with you know, different partners. And then if you find a couple that I think is into those same thing, because you know, not everybody is. Right. You know, not every woman, you know, is into being suffocated or even, you know, being double penetrated. Same with guys. You know, it's all about, you know, what everybody likes and... Yeah, knowing those, yeah. knowing those limits and those boundaries, mm-hmm. and, and being respectful of it all. Okay. So, what is your favorite experience in the lifestyle so far? Then, one of my favorite moments, honestly, that we had was when we met you guys. We talk about like, oh, transitions are hard, and this it's easier at the club. Well, one of the difficult things is while I'm I'm super grateful for the website, right, because it gives you an opportunity to connect with people before you actually like physically meet up with them. Well, that is that can be very difficult, right? Mm-hmm. You're connecting with somebody online and then you get to the even though you know you're going to be in the same place well we got to find these people and then are you then is it weird if you just walk up and we're like hey 
you know? And so we had been interacting with you and you're like, oh yeah, we're going to be the, you know, we're going to be at this club at the same time. We'll have to see if we can find each other. We'll have to meet up. There's always some like, well, can you find them? Do, are you going to... Are they going to look the same? Do you remember what they look? You know, there's all that, all that, that sort of runs through your head. And so we walked into the club and it was our first time in the new space. And Jenny was like, oh, we're going to have you go on a tour. And we're like, oh, okay. And then lo and behold, you were the ones giving the tour. And I was like, (laughs) well, look at the way that worked out. And I was perfect. (laughs) It's like that probably in a hundred situations would not (laughs) happen again. And so I really love that moment, honestly. And I know that's not, it's not what anybody wants to hear because it's not juicy or anything, but and to me, it's one of my favorite is, things. As you were talking in the last episode about how you went to the original club first, I was like, wait, I thought you guys, and I'm like, how the fuck did I never run into you guys before? And okay. Yeah. Sometimes you connect with people and you're, and it is, it's there, there can be lots of awkward, awkward moments. And I think we've had our fair share of, yeah, we have had some awkward moments. Like what? We did have an awkward moment with a, a couple that, again, cause we're open to our house. Some people are not comfortable with that. Some people prefer neutral locations or hotels or whatever. That's fine. I am fairly cheap. So I got a big house. <laughs> I got, we got a hot tub. Like we have plenty of space. I don't mind mm-hmm. that. I'm not uh, protective over that space. Uh, some people are, and that's really fine, but we always offer it. Like, listen, if it's right, we can have our, our house. And we do a lot of times it does. It takes, cause for me, like I said, I'll let it drag on forever because it can be awkward to make that transition. And sometimes he's like, all right, enough of this shit. And, <laughs> but there has to be a comfort level, you know, there yeah, has agreed. to be that, that yeah. knowing that, okay, you guys are okay. Yeah. You know, with, with it happening at any given point in time. Right. Exactly. You know, we, won't ever, we won't ever overstep those boundaries. And I think that's where we run into the issue, too, is that we want everybody to be comfortable. You don't want to push somebody into doing something they don't want to do. So then you kind of sit back and you're waiting for somebody to make a move or somebody to move forward. But nobody wants to put anybody in an awkward, uncomfortable situation if they want to. You just never know. So that's where we're always like, agreed. we'll just wait. It's got to be the worst (laughs) thing. And then before you know it, the entire your entire opportunity has passed you by and you're like, son of a bitch. We just wasted that whole, mm-hmm. you know, da- I'm whore and I am, I'm, that is, that is my toxic trait in this lifestyle <laughs> specifically. That is that I am horrible at making those transitions. Speaking of awkward moments, what club was it at where I got stuck? <laughs> I decided I wanted to try out the sex swing. stuck in the swing. And then I got stuck. Was, <laughs> oh no. That was at, uh, <laughs> was it the first one? Where I was like, <laughs> and, and there was like four other, four guys there trying to help me. get her out. I was definitely not using it correctly at all. And I was, I got stuck. And so that was fairly awkward. Now, what were you wearing when you got <laughs> I was stuck? I was going to ask. That. I Sorry. was, it, it had to have been. So in that first, in our first club experience, I had, I had come in in a dress in like a club party dress, like halfway through the night, I had transitioned over to a piece of lingerie that I was wearing and it was kind of flowing like a baby doll thing. So it would have been that. Because that's what I would have been wearing in the I back. I just imagine everybody coming in. Oh, we help. Yeah, it was. Let um, me help. <laughs> it was very. But again, everybody was very kind. Nobody was like super pushy or anything like that. There, they all got me out without trying to like <laughs> slip their fingers in anywhere. We had a really awkward. En- oh, we had a really awkward encounter with a very pushy single guy. Actually, at the old club, that was no good. That was unfortunate. That was the that was the catalyst to us saying no more single guys. What happened? We had met another couple and we were vibing with this couple all evening and we had sort of moved our way through the club and we were in the bar and then all of a sudden we started playing pool. We had made what was the bet? It was something sexual where it I was, was playing was, with him was and he was playing. It was 
It was her and I were on the t- on the same team, and then you and him were and, on the same right. team. And it was, and I don't know, loser. Whoever won. Got blowjobs or something. I don't know. It was something like that. It was something sexual. So we were just like building up to him, building up to it. And then this guy comes along, and he was he's kind of like hanging out around the edge of the pool table. And of course, at this point, I'm just drinking. And and that's how I am. You know, that, that was also a new rule that came out of this experience is like, <laughs> Violet is not going to drink as much anymore um, (laughs) because this does not ever turn out well. And so at this point it wasn't in place. So I'm just spent the whole evening drinking and I'm fairly drunk at this point. And so this guy kind of like inserts himself in the situation. He's sort of like pushing into the group and kind of engaging with him, but not really. And, you know, he's just kind of there and, and we move away from the pool table. The game is over. We move into a room and this guy just kind of barrels into the room and we started getting things going with this other couple, but then he became really sort of pushy and the other couple kind of slipped out of the room. And so things were still happening with this other guy and I'm pretty gone at this point. And it just was a bad experience. And he, you know, really kind of inserted himself in the situation and that other couple left and we never, we literally have never seen them again. (laughs) They were out very quickly and it did. It caused a lot of issues between the two of us because it just was not a pleasant experience. And so that was sort of the catalyst for, okay, we're not going to do, you know, anything with single guys anymore. We're going to take a break from that instead of put that on the back burner. And yeah, Violet's going to stop drinking so much. We go, <laughs> oh, we go to the club. Coming into the new club, we sort of said, okay, we're going to do something very differently. We're just going to take things differently. And we were really open-minded going into it before we were like, we're not going to, you know, we wanted to meet people and get to know people. And we kind of threw that out the window a little bit where we're like, you know, we're just going to be more open-minded to the whole, to all of it. And that's exactly how it went. I think I think that the first time back at the new club, we had met another couple. We connected with them very quickly and had a bit of an experience. We originally were like, oh, we're just going to go into the same room. And I think that like the best laid plans. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, we said, okay, we're going to go in and, and you're going to take one bed and we're going to take another bed. And that's how it started. And then eventually we all ended up on the same bed and then it was good. And and that was sort of like, okay, we're going to be, we're going to be a more, more open-minded to experiences like that. So what happened in that experience? So that experience that originally started off where we were on separate beds and then feel like I'm fairly oblivious <laughs> most of the time <laughs> because I don't remember, like I just looked up at one moment and they, there they were on our bed, which was totally fine. We were um, open to it, which means he must've said something. They, they, they must've connected at some point. And he was like, yeah, come on over. And no, they did. it was me. It was 100 I, fucking, oh, oh, okay. 100 fucking 50% me. <laughs> it was me inviting them over. True to form. I just okay. patted on the side of the bed and they came over. Okay. So, so I think it was more, you know, I think everybody was probably me. open to the idea. Um, and they, yeah, they came over. There was a lot of play between her and I. We were just with our partners next to each other. And it started with both guys were laying on their backs and both myself and the other girl were on top. And then there was that reach over that happened between the two of us and some caressing and some touching. And then there was kissing. And then it sort of just, you know, all folded over from there. There was a point where he was on his back and I was in front of him, um, giving him a blowjob and she was behind me and she had her fingers inside me. And he was just kind of like kissing her and she was with one hand with me and one hand, you know, was jerking him off. And so it was just kind of a, that's pretty much, yeah. And we wrapped up. That was like an icebreaker experience for us to say that we were going to go and be open to that mindset. Cause a lot of times, you know, every club experience is different. Some club experiences you go and 
nothing happens and you literally just hang out with people all night. Sometimes you go and you meet people and you just get turned on by the whole experience. So you find yourself in a a room alone, just the two of you. And then, you know, we were open to the idea of saying, okay, well, if it happens, it happens. And it did. Now you've mentioned chain up and chain down. How have your chain up experiences been? I'm comfortable with that. That was my favorite. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you talk about your, you know, you ask what the favorite moments are and believe it or not, it was a, the very first club that we went to, went to the room with the desk and then we ended up in another room on a bed. It was just her and I. And so we put the chain up just the thought of, cause there were a ton of people at the door watching, mm-hmm. you know, and they were respectful and watching and watching. And to me, it was almost like a power trip. It's like, I knew every guy wanted her. And here I am. Understandable. You know, the one, you know, giving it to her. To be fair, we have never been in a chain down situation with the door open. Mm -hmm. We are open to a lot of things, but for us, chemistry is a thing. You know, I know that there are some people and that's totally fine who go to the club and they're, they want to sleep with as many people as possible. It doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what they're there for. And Mm -hmm. they're going to get the most out of that experience. And that's great. If that works out for you, we're Slightly more reserved than that. You know, we really want to be able to connect with people and then go from there. So we have yet to venture, and I don't know that we ever will, to be honest with you, of just having the chain down and just welcoming in anybody. I think we sort of had a negative experience with just allowing kind of people to mm-hmm. jump in on a, our experiences. And so we've really said, I don't, you know, I don't know that that's for us. So we have yet to just chain down fully, go buck wild in that regard. But our chain up experiences have been fine. Agree. I'm the same way. I like being watched and everybody's been really respectful. We've, we haven't come across anyone that has, you know, disrespected the chain on the door. Yeah. We, we even had, we even had an experience with the one couple. We, we went into the same room together and I think that's all they wanted to do. Oh, that's you know, right we were on the same bed next to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't touch them. They didn't touch us. They right. just wanted to be in the same room you know, with somebody else. And and that, well, and the same thing happened with that other couple where we had the chain up and some, and again, I don't know how this happened because clearly I don't pay enough attention to <laughs> what's going on around me. But at some point, while we, the four of us ended up on the one bed, another couple ha- had asked if they could use the empty bed. And so they were given permission to come in and utilize, and they stayed on their bed. They didn't, you know, try to jump in with us. And then they left and put the chain back up on the the door. And they were gone. (laughs) Um, You mentioned another couple came in. Have all your experiences been three slash foursomes or have you ventured beyond? We have more. Yeah, we have not ventured into kind of cool. To just have like an all out like orgy of of just. Well, and the club has a room for that, I believe, right? The couple's room. There's there's a couple's room and there's a group room. And then there's a group room, yeah. And I, we have not. But I I don't know if I would just be comfortable just going into there with just anybody. So it would have to be. Select group. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I think if it was collectively agreed upon between six people, eight people, whatever, you know, that is not something that we would object to, but uh, agree. It's the same thing. Like I, the issue of consent is, a, is something that's really always very prevalent in our minds. And so even though people, when they go into a group room or even the people that have the chain down on the door, even though they're essentially broadcasting this sort of blanketed, I'm open 
to this experience. It just makes me nervous. It mm -hmm. really does, to be honest. And so the idea of just like walking into a room and just randomly going in and jumping in on somebody else's sexual experience without saying a word, you know, without having yeah. any mm -hmm. prior communication, it's just yeah. not, it's something that that borders the line of, of uncomfortable. And I know that if you are in that situation and you've put yourself in that situation, you are open to that. And that's fantastic um, for the people that that works out for. But for us, that makes me a little nervous. So I think if we're agreed upon between the group that it's going to be a moresome situation, we're completely open to that. I don't but, know that I could do that. Walking upon a door that's chained down and just jump in yeah, on it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know your name. At least we've even been motioned into rooms uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one aspect of it that I think just we're not there. And we I don't think we'll like, ever be there. We like knowing rules and where everybody stands as far as what they're willing to do, because there's been plenty of times we've just soft swapped with people or had soft swap couples mixed with full swap couples, which we all knew rules going in mm -hmm. beforehand. So it made it easier. You you knew, oh, they were soft versus other people who were willing to completely swap. And I don't know if I could just walk in. And that's the hard part with the group room is that even the couples room actually is where we usually end up. You'll always be like, go over there, go over there. And they'll motion <laughs> you. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know them <laughs> right and sure they want me to come over but i don't know what their dynamic is i don't know it's what they very simple like. what do you guys want <laughs> right and that it seems simple but it's very, not what do you guys want <laughs> right and well and it's true too because especially when you're dealing with couples there's always that line of are they a very straight swapping couple right or is there any you know are the is girls it oh supposed to, girls yeah. everyone's okay mm -hmm. with girl you know the females but then some guys are like don't get any like don't come i need a body length in front of mm -hmm. you know between us yep. yeah. some guys are very open some guys are you know open to it some guys are full like yeah let's the let's do this you know a full group play i think it's important to know where people and and it's we have we've come across some people we've come across couples that are like oh we don't kiss other people because that's <laughs> biggest fucking pet peeve in the i world. you know it. i if you can put my dick in your right mouth, i, I can't put my tongue in your mouth right <laughs> Fuck. I agree with that. I'm like, it's true. I, you know, like kissing's a gateway drug, right? Like right. that's what like starts that it. Starts it. Yeah. But, that's what gets it up. Right. Yep. And so people have, you know, <laughs> people have their very specific things and, or, you know, they don't want, they're okay with kissing or whatever oral, but they don't want any penetration or everybody's got something different. And mm -hmm. so I'm the same way. And I don't want to like go over there and be like, is this okay? Like, are right. you okay? Can I touch you here? Is it, that feels, that that's a big boner killer for me. Like where I'm like, I don't Wait, know what it is. Is this okay? Is. is this okay? Is this right? Fuck yes. Everything's okay. Right. But, but then the, oh, I'll stop you if something's bad. Oh, that's not fucking awkward right. at all. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm all heated up. Don't, and stop touching me now. Oh, I don't do that. Great. And you're like, ugh. Then that it's like, was wait, okay, that's a no. Is that. there something else I'm not allowed to do? Right. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think having a, a conversation at least and having a clear set of understanding of what everybody wants to get out of the experience is important. Or you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're like, well, you're going to look back at it on the next day. And I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's such an awful feeling to wake yeah. up the next day and be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what was that? It, you know, and feel bad about it. I, that's awful. So I was like, no, only good experiences. So yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. So speaking of rules, yeah. where are you guys at now with rules? I think we're pretty well established. We are a same room couple. Um, we are not really interested in going into separate rooms or anything like that. Uh, we are a full swap couple, bi-comfortable. 
No single guys. So we're open to couples and women. We are very reluctant to bring in people that we have prior existing relationships with. More so me than him. That's really kind of my, I think my concern is, and maybe it's because I've been burned by it in the past, is while I feel very good about being able to compartmentalize things, I there's always that concern of, well, if we bring in, like, let's say somebody that we worked with or somebody and we bring this person in, are they going to get attached? Are they going to think that it's something that it isn't? Is it then going to come? awkward yeah. if all of a sudden there is this attachment and then it becomes very clear that it's not going in a direction that they want are they going to somehow become mad about it like right. that it's just I feel like there's a lot of landmines there I think that there are some people I have a very close friend of mine who I think we would be able to make that transition with no problem and I don't think it would affect our relationship in any way because I think there's a very clear understanding of what the situation would be but sometimes it just makes me nervous he does not care at all. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have very many friends to begin with. That's you know, right. I, quite honestly, I, you know, I have a lot of brothers that I serve with, you know, I consider those brothers. And that's another reason because I, we've sort of family. narrowed our circles down to people like uh, we I want multi-beneficial relationships, yep. right? So we I don't am, have a whole lot of people that were like, oh, we're just strictly like, there's this platonic friendship where we do game night and then you go home. Uh, it, <laughs> we just don't have that. We've really narrowed down and curated our circle of companions. <laughs> To be to people that we can enjoy spending time with in, you know, non-sexual manners and then can also have that aspect of it too. Like that's what we prefer. Uh, there is no heavy drinking on my, for, on my part, but I think that's. Did I miss anything? He tends to be very particular about ass play. Wasn't that one you said at one point? More specifically, I'm, I'm going to need a little yeah. more detail so, than particular about ass play. Yeah, for, for a while there, and maybe that's changed, for a while there he was like, nobody, like the back door is mine, like nobody oh, gets your yeah, ass okay, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sticking with that? No, I don't think so. See, no, because, because, very I, fluid. <laughs> because, we, because I already experienced it, you know, with with us already having played that scenario out, I think I would be open. Cause like you said, in the very, you know, in the very beginning that that was kind of what the first road that we went down was this exploration of double print of double penetrations. It, it kind of was on the table and then it came off the table for a little bit. And so I'm just like, Oh, is it back on the table? <laughs> or is it back on the table? But that's another thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's another thing. You just don't know. Some people are very funny about their asses mm -hmm. and they don't want anybody near them. Or they're, or, or guys are funny about, you know, being that close to each other, mm -hmm. you know, okay. dicks touching each other. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's, you know, you just don't know. Right. So. Yep. so now we've gone over rules. How about fantasies? What's still out there that you either want to do or are like, you know, I really want to do that again. Even. I think for me, where I'm at currently is I want to make sure that the experiences are not lopsided. And so I really want more for him. For me, I've experienced a ton and I, it's fantastic and I love it, but I really am now in a point where I'm like, I want to make sure that any situation that happens for us, there is equal opportunity to ensure that he is also getting something out of it. And not just with me, because mm -hmm. I think there's been a lot of situations, there have, there have been a lot of times where it's been slightly lopsided. It's something that I enjoy, it's something that turns me on. And he's always been so great about 
about being so supportive of the situations, <laughs> even if it doesn't work out great for him in the end sometimes. So I'm like, okay, we're going to turn that tide and make sure that he is getting just as much pleasure out of the experience as I am. Anything on your end? I have always been very interested, though I don't know that I would ever actually do it. I'm very interested in the group shower scene at the club. Oh. I have never, I've never, I've never gone in. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever seen anybody else in it. We have one hell of a shower at the house. I will say we that. We do. That's what I want to do. I want to totally redo. I love our bathtub. We have a huge bathtub. So I really want to do one of those showers where like the bathtub is in the shower. And it's just That's like, what we have. Do you really? Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Two shower heads. Yes. A couple body sprays. That's exactly what I want. A window. In I really want to. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your kids don't are like, why is there a window in your shower? We have a shade that pulls down. And the story is to allow some light into the shower because the way it's kind of. <laughs> story. Oh, that makes sense. Well, listen, yeah. there's always got to be a story, right? Yeah. There's got to be a story. You guys are moving furniture in today that we're helping you with. Oh, nice. Thank oh, you. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. He's like, well, where are you going? Well, we're just going out. Well, where are you going? We're going to see some friends of ours. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> we're helping them move. Well, where are they moving to? <laughs> Why do, you think we, why do you think we drove my truck? We, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Where, you had to be careful. Where are they moving to? Why not? Why I left the house in a full-on T-shirt just because I was like. Oh, okay. I was like, you moving this, huh? Well, yeah, no. Right. He's like, a, make sure you take those moving straps. Yeah. They, you know, well, where are they moving to? No, they're not moving out where they're just moving. They bought. Oh, did they just recently move in? No. They've been there for a while. Oh, they just got some new stuff. Yes. They just got some new stuff they need help with. All right, so what is your ultimate sexual experience? I'm slightly jealous because I know that you have mentioned in the past a swingers trip to Disney. I know that you've taken one recently. I'm a little jealous because that, I think that would be it. That's when you said tour bus, I'm like (laughs) thinking, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Swingers tour across America, hitting hey, up all that's the. That's such a bad idea. I, yep, I like that. Okay, that's interesting. I can get on board with uh, that. Yeah, I think that, and I think about that too. Like you know, they have all these resorts and stuff for swingers and i think that would be but i'm still gonna go with disney disney yeah sign us up i think yeah <laughs> i enjoy adult disney very much uh, we've done a disney twice just the two of us and i'm all for it i'm like let's do it but it's only it. ever just been the two of us we've never gone with anybody else i'm gonna leave that on the top because i think that there's just so much opportunity to be so inappropriate at so many times <laughs> and i really like that idea I like that uh, danger aspect, right? That there's always something thrilling about that. Maybe Universal. I'm open to Universal. I can get kicked out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of cool. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. How many years? <laughs> yes. Right now, be okay. I'll see you back in a few. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go with mine. I agree. I can, I'm, I can. We're not overly like public displays of affection kind of people. Like we're not the people that are just going to be like making out in the middle of wherever it is that we are. But I do like those moments, right? Those stolen moments of grabbing on. Wherever. It's usually me being or me doing the grabbing. Sometimes, not always, not always, not always. <laughs> Both sides. That was, yeah, it was the very side I took. I just got there. Not always. But we did meet that one couple that, it was their first night there. Do you remember that? That was that probably couple? my most awkward, the most awkward situation I, I, I think I've ever been in. Because it was, she was just beyond drunk. She and, was very you know, drunk. It was, and, and that guy, he was, he was so nice. And he, 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 he really I just was. felt for him. Yeah, I felt, yeah. And she was just all over the, and, but like, listen, I have been there. <laughs> That that has been us, I am sure, at one point. Always us. Not anymore. Not anymore. New rules. New rules. New rules. That's right. So the ultimate sexual experience that you have had. I'm going to say that I'm still holding out. 
I'm going to still, I'm going to hold out on that one. Cause I feel like we've had a lot of really great experiences, but I feel like there is a lot, there is definitely a lot of room for even better ones. Oh. Hinted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I know. <laughs> Every fucking time. Every time with them. When I heard hint, hint, I was like, all right, it's go time. I hit stop on the record button. She said, hey, I want to go look in the back bedroom. We all jumped up. We followed her into the bedroom. We hung out in the bedroom for a minute. She said, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and went in the bathroom and then came out of the bathroom and went in the kitchen as the three of us were just standing in the bedroom (laughs) like, uh. And then we trickled back into the kitchen. (laughs) Yep. And then sat there talking for two more hours. (laughs) Promptly got the text message. Can we play next time? I thought we were. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Moving on. She brought up porn. Finding it in her parents' closet. Yes. Yeah. And I knew you identified. Uh, with oh this. my god! Did I ever? Now <laughs> I've talked many times about the videos that I found. Uh huh. My stepfather also had one of the best porn magazine collections yeah. I've ever seen. And while he had every Playboy, great. He had the Hustlers and the Swanks and the dirtiest the of dirty all dirty ones. fucking yeah. ones you can find. And it was boxes. And I mean, box. You've seen it. I still have them because I, I had to keep that collection. Like, what do we do with these? I, we put it in our garage, hoping that <laughs> the kids find it one day too. I don't know. <laughs> They need a ladder to get to it. But at one point, I got brazen and I just kept, it was boxes. How's he ever going to know? But it was the box that was right in the front that I just kept taking magazine after magazine after magazine. And I ended up with like 20 of them that I hid in a bag in my closet. One night, I went into my closet to grab one of the magazines and there's just a note from my stepfather that says, come see me. (laughs) And I didn't. (laughs) And I waited a week. What if he was going to like hand them down to you? and. I would like you to Damn take you, this box. Damn you, because I never thought of that, that he was like, hey, you know, can you just be a little more careful with these? I'd like them to last long enough to hand them down to you in good condition. Fuck, what if you... Probably not. Here's a rubber page protector for you. <laughs> I was very well controlled with that. I didn't... <laughs> just, just. There were no sticky pages. I was good. But I waited a week and then went up and then I was more selective in how many I took. And I made sure that after I opened the little door that I rubbed the carpeting back so we couldn't see that it was, as I walked out of the room, I was kind of rubbing away my footprints on his carpet. Just Wow. So I just became a little more secretive and he never brought it up again until the day he was, they were selling the house and he was like, hey, I'm going to leave these on the porch. Come get them when your mother isn't looking. (laughs) For real? And that, for real. And oh that's, my gosh. That's how I got them. Entire knew, car full of boxes. He had taken a liking to them, yes. so I couldn't think of anybody else to give them to. So after Violet talks about the porn being kind of one of the things that started her off thinking about sex, she goes into the story about, which she kind of touched on in their first episode, but then really delved into it in this episode of her threesome in high school. And I find this absolutely fascinating only because I know how I was in high school. And when I think back to how jealous I was with my high school boyfriend and I honestly thought that I was marrying my high school boyfriend. There was never a thought in my mind that this person is not the person I'm going to end up with. When she sat there and she was like, yeah, we're both really like, you know what? Let's just have fun and let's just live. And this isn't the person I'm going to marry. I'm like, wow, that's very opposite of how I was in high school. And for that to have worked out so well for two high school girls and a high school guy, I it's just like mind blown mind blown my mind was blown because i spent my final three years of high school searching for that girl that was like <laughs> hey come fuck my friend with me and of course you are. <laughs> occasionally i found the girl that was like hey fuck me in front of your friends but 
never the with somebody else or another girl. Yeah, like never, that. never let me bring my friend. It was <laughs> damn it. I find that absolutely fascinating. I am equally as surprised as you are that this continued on for what you say a year or two. As yeah, that this was just their relationship. They weren't fucking anybody else at the time. So I mean, technically, lack of a better term, it was a thruple, yeah. and they were good with just fucking each other and only doing it together. And then he goes off to school. It's like, all right, bye. And now I have my boyfriend. You have your boyfriend, and that's good. She did say that it started because they both liked the same guy, and they were just like, well, we both want him, and this was their way of having him without having to get in a fight about it. But the it's, fact that she could just go, yeah, this is just teenage sex. And to know no, this is just teenage sex. And not, I have no comprehension of this. <laughs> Do not. I, I, I have will be honest. I have extreme comprehension of this, of the God, I was. Uh, this is what I was searching for <laughs> all through high school. Like, where where is this? Where then, are those girls that want to go to Mr. Mr. Hardwick's shop? And where is the guy that they had this relationship with? I mean, he, I would love I wonder, to hear his story. I, you got to wonder if Picasso's like, hey, I wonder what this guy's doing. Then we get into their transitioning at home experiences. Just the other night, I came up with a good way of doing it where you and the other girl started off on the bed. I was looking at the other guy and he was like itching to get in there. I'm like, bro, don't wait for me. Hop, hop in and have fun. I'd, I'll get there when I, I just want to sit back and watch. Go ahead and you're clear. <laughs> Landing strip open. Go on in. <laughs> But there's a ton of awkward moments. That's part of the lifestyle. Even sex with your own partner, there's awkward moments. Now, if you make four, six, eight, ten, twenty, seventy, I wish one day, people, of course, there's going to be some fucking awkward moments. It just yeah. happens. Yeah. And it's best knowing, hey, there's going to be some awkward moments. Be prepared for that shit. Right. And you're dealing with bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make noises. Um, <laughs> that maybe we're not prepared for. There's social interactions that, you know, you have to navigate with people maybe you just met and now you're taking your clothes off in front of. There's wardrobe malfunctions. There's a whole slew of ways that an awkward moment will present itself. And I feel like when we've been in a lot of our awkward moments, we've been able to laugh them off or like be able to. Uh, and, and I think that's the most successful way to do it. Yeah. Is- joke about it and just okay and this is a light moment now continue because the the angry moments there's it's it's tough to bring sexy back from what the fucks yeah right the awkward moments where oh those partners are not on the same page that's a little different than uh can't joke that off really <laughs> But you do have to be prepared for something to happen that may be awkward, that may put you out of your comfort zone. It's just part of the lifestyle. Be prepared. Absolutely. And then another part of the lifestyle is failure to transition. <laughs> and of course, she had to fucking bring it up and didn't knock on wood or any other shit. So, so what did she do? Just a little foreshadowing totally for our jinxed evening. jinxed us. <laughs> When we talk to her later, she's like, well, I thought Picasso was going to lead the show here and I thought he would break the ice. But then she said, he's intimidated by you. Oh, <laughs> did he, did he she, say that's, that? That's exactly what she said. Oh, no, <laughs> that's not what I want. I'm not intimidating. No, you're not. And that's that's why I find it humorous. But I'm intimidated by him. <laughs> The two of you have amazing chemistry, and I love watching the two of you kiss because oh it's, it's one of those moments as soon like, as we oh, hit, I've been waiting like, for this. Oh. <laughs> I know. He is an amazing kisser. Amazing kisser. As is she. And yeah, if, maybe if we can just get us to kiss. Now, we <laughs> did say that the next time they walked into the sex apartment, we were immediately going to go to the back room, but instead we immediately sat down and started recording. <laughs> 
Okay, but also the recording thing was a, we needed to do that sooner rather than later, unfortunately. I still felt we could have played, but anyway. I mean, we had to get that out. That was something that we couldn't put on the back burner, essentially. So they understood that too, and I greatly appreciate them coming out and recording with us. And they were concerned that we were just looking for a record session and didn't didn't want to assume that we were fucking, but... We walked into it. I was like, well, I'm glad we're recording, but I can't wait to be fucking. <laughs> we need to start that off. So just so you know, <laughs> we have the next hour set aside for recording. But after that, <laughs> <laughs> when that clock reaches here, you say what you want to get out because it's go time. I'm going to put this little hourglass on the table. Just like have it trickling down the whole time. I'd never stop watching. Wait, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> we're down to the last three pieces of sand. <laughs> But it's funny that she was waiting for him to make that transition. But she had mentioned that he usually does, that he's usually the one who does that because she will talk and talk and talk because she just enjoys being so social. I fall in the same boat. We'll both sit there. Now, granted, while I'm sitting there talking, I'm thinking, how do I transition this to fucking? And I'm like, oh, but I want to talk about this. Oh, but before we do that, I want to talk about this. For me, it's usually a, okay, we can transition now, but then another topic arises. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I got something to say about that. We've actually (laughs) said in the past we've gotten up like oh let's go to the back and then somebody will say one thing as we start walking it's like oh yeah and then we start talking and we're standing and talking and then we're talking and then one person will sit down and we'll all sit back down again and it's like fuck and the apartment is not big so it's not like it's that far of a walk no no it is not (laughs) which is also very amusing (laughs) but that is the beauty of friends in the lifestyle Yes. And enjoying their company just for their company's sake and not and anything as sexual. much as I wish every single time we fucked like crazy and there was never an awkward transition or anything like that. I love the fact that we can sit here and hang out with these amazing people. I and agree. It doesn't matter who it is every single time. It's fantastic conversation. We always get in the car going, oh my God, that was so much fun. And it's so rare that we will leave a situation and go, well, oh well. It's, hey, maybe we didn't fuck, but this was, I, I had so much fun. Well, and then we always end up laughing at the transition troubles because it's inevitable that they reach out to us or we reach out to them saying something along the lines of well, we wanted to but we weren't sure it's the sentiments of everybody in the room and then we just kind of have to laugh it off and we're like yep there we go <laughs> that's story of our life that's yes. what we do but because we're all friends none of us are rushing to get back there because we all know we're gonna hang out again yeah, there'll be another time yep. yeah. we may have to wait a month or two months or whatever but yeah we'll hang out again yeah, and I'm never, yeah, I'm not usually counting down till the moment that we have sex again. It's usually just, I know it's going to happen. I look forward to seeing them again. Yeah. If we're going to have sex, great. I'm ready to have sex. We've decided that every time we hang out with lifestyle people, we're prepared. Oh, yeah. If, Everything's- if, if sex happens, great. And hey, you know what? If I shaved for no reason, whatever. Who cares? So Violet talks about one of the experiences they had at the club where she says, I'm, I guess I'm just oblivious. And the partner of the couple they were with just ends up on the bed with her. And then Picasso chimes in and he was like, oh, that was 100%, 150% me. That was totally me. He takes 100% credit for kind of directing the room. This is something that I've noticed happen with us very frequently. Gee, you like to direct the room at times. Then there's other times 
times where you take a step back and there will be somebody else who just assumes that position Mm -hmm. in kind of directing the room. It's not like a you do this and you do that. It's not a point and put people places or anything. It's more of a just, oh, it looks like the girls are getting to the point where playing with each other is Mine wearing off. Subtle suggestions. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, like it appears these two girls are lacking a cock between them. They need they need a cock now. And sometimes, you know, that's really what we need next. It will take a, a G in the room to say, Jump in there, buddy. Don't wait for me. <laughs> like you said earlier. It And that's because if the guys sit back and take my lead and sit back and wait, they'll be waiting all night because until one of the girls says hey come here most of the time the girls don't say hey come here they're waiting for the guys to take charge and well and then there's also that moment of if somebody doesn't say it's okay to move forward then that may be the experience for the rest of the time we're in that room Mm -hmm. right so you need to have somebody taking a position in which they are being the director of sorts of things see when somebody is a blowjob and see when somebody is being left out and kind of be able to mesh people together some people do it really well some i do not tom and lauren talk about a friend of theirs who the wife plays he does not yeah but he sits there and he will direct traffic he will go get waters yeah he's you go here move to this position i mean and he is a straight up here's our directions yeah and he loves it (laughs) i I don't know how well i handle it but i i know he absolutely loves it well Like I said, some people just take to that position right away. See, if it were left to me, the room would just flow however it flows. Mm -hmm. And just as Violet said, like, I look up and this guy's just on the bed. And unbeknownst to her, he was directed there, but she doesn't know that. She's just like, oh, look it, I got got what I'm looking for. I have, you know, this guy next to me. I I love that they've showed up and now they're not in that bed. They're in our bed. (laughs) Like, great. And I know that there's been several occasions where something is happening between you and the other guy in the room that I totally am completely unaware of that you have created, you know, like the situation was not organic. It was created by you. You go over there. You you, you go do this. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times where you've told me to go do something where you're seeing the girl and her guy getting to a point where they're willing to let me in or there's a place for me to be in. And you'll point that out to me. I feel like every situation kind of needs that person, especially when you have like more sums. I have noticed that every time we play in a room, though, there is at least one person who takes on that role How is this gonna play to out some role? extent. Yep. Yeah, it, it may not be the full Tom and Lauren's director role, but it's some sort of role of... There's always somebody in the room that has either on the way to the room or earlier that night has pictured, here's what I am hoping will happen in this room. Yep. And, and they're trying they, to get it to play they out. They play that and they, out. Yep. And then it, it goes on organically from there. But yeah. the kickstart that gets things moving is definitely... Or keeps things moving when, sometimes right. in the middle. Yeah. Or as things are starting to slow down. If Wait, there's some things I haven't seen that I want to see yet. How about <laughs> you go do this? <laughs> Um, the rule of people from work. Yes. I kind of wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. I mean, you have maybe two people in your office that have an idea of your lifestyle outside of the office. Unfortunately, yes, only two. And maybe, maybe three or four, maybe two of the guys that have worked with me a long time know of my past. I don't know if they know that I'm still in it okay. or still doing it or to what extent I was even doing it at the time. There are two that have a pretty solid idea of what's going on now. And so how do you feel about that? I am disappointed that only two know because sitting at the lunch table every Monday pisses me off. When, how was your weekend? Week? Like We were just at a wedding this weekend and then we left the wedding and went to a club. As I was leaving, it was, all right, have a good night, get some rest. 
And hey, guys, I didn't make it to bed until 4.30. And I can't say that because where the fuck could you have been? Because even bars close at two and why aren't you? And I really, really, really just want to finally go, guys, I'm a swinger. Here's some stories. Because there are times that somebody in the office will read the back page of one of the local magazines here that people write in sex questions. I can answer all these questions because I know all about this stuff, but I have to play, oh, oh, that's funny. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I am to the point now where I really don't care who knows anymore. Okay, not caring and then curious if that is going to affect you negatively somewhere along the line, professionally. Are you talking with clients or are you talking with people that I work with that are going to be like, oh, well. I think either or. I mean, because if your entire office knows, then it's not going to stop there. It's going to go beyond that. Especially if somebody's offended by it and is like, oh, you know what? I, I can't work for this guy anymore. Right. And then they go work for another company. Then that company knows or it comes up in conversation when they're talking to another client or something like that. Now you have possible clients who will back out because they don't agree with that lifestyle and they're not going to give you their business and you know, which is one of those times this. that I would love to say you know what because for most of my staff I've been doing it longer than they've been alive right. which means I've been doing it every second they've known me but that doesn't change people's and, opinions I, and I'd love to have things. that discussion with them of hey you know what yesterday you were perfectly fine what makes this suddenly different right But that makes for a very difficult conversation when you have somebody who's very stubborn and set in their ways and their opinions and their thoughts about things like this. They're just going to write you off as being, okay, well, you were capable of hiding it this long. Why are you not hiding it now? Because I was sick of hiding it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being devil's advocate. You're right. I'm saying. I I would anticipate probably two or three difficult conversations that I think would likely change the view of me for some of them. But at the same time, I'd be interested in having an actual conversation with them and seeing where that goes and being like, yes, this is what I choose to do with my life. Just like you make some choices that are completely different than what I would do. And you're already well aware of that. I would welcome the conversations, even the difficult ones. Yeah. Just gives me something extra to do at work. I enjoy it. (laughs) This reminds me a lot of Echo and Falcon and how Echo is very much separate church and state. I don't need to mix family and swingers. I don't need to mix work and swingers. And I think for some people that's very important to keep those things separate and to not have that negatively affect your professional life or your home life with your children. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a balance of figuring out who should know what and who should be introduced to whom and what parts can you mix and match and what parts you have to keep separate. And people are frequently worried about, well, what happens if something goes wrong? What happens when a relationship goes south? Or what happens when somebody's like, well, okay, you're in the lifestyle. I'm curious. Let's do this. And you're like, well, no, I'm not looking to do that with you. And the backlash from that. Right. It's the whole don't shit where you eat kind of situation. Right. But on my end, I've had relationships with people for many, many, many years and none have ever gone south. But now that I've said that, just wait. <laughs> well, but or the opposite happens where now all these people know what you do and now they're actually offended because you haven't somehow shown any attraction to them. Now they're taking it personally that, oh, before you were just a regular coworker, boss, whatever. But now, oh, you're looking at everybody like a sexual object because that's what they think swingers do. Now I'm not even on your radar. So now I'm offended because you don't even think I'm worth sleeping with and you sleep with everything because you're a swinger. Or worse yet, they're like, hey, wait, those jokes that you made? Were they jokes or were you actually saying things and just using that as a way to say it out loud? 
sometimes, but (laughs) (laughs) it's funky balance. You got to figure it out and you got to use your gut feelings about people and pick and choose wisely. Another funky balance is getting ready to walk out of the house and your kids are... And Where coming you up with a cover story? Who for- you're going out with? What are you doing? The years that I've had to do that with my daughter and I foresee us having I mean, to do it with I was going to say, mine soon. are coming. They're not, they're not quite there yet. My daughter is just rounding that bend where she's wondering what I'm doing all the time. Yep. Why do you look so pretty, mom? Why are you so dressed up? You always look so pretty, damn it. Aww. I think it's hilarious that people have to come up with these stories. And I love hearing them. It, that should be an icebreaker at the club where everybody has to tell their cover story tonight? as they walked out. People don't typically bring that up and don't say that. And I love that. Oh, on our dates, frequently, especially people with kids will tell us what their cover story is or who they're going out with. And See, I'm too busy picturing the rest of the evening at that point I've heard these stories, damn it. And we frequently hear what the the made-up stories are. I enjoy hearing those. I also enjoy seeing people get out of the car and run inside and switch clothes real quick. because (laughs) Like a high schooler in the back of their car switching their clothes. My kids would never let me wear this out of the house. It's such a reversal of a freaky Friday, if you will. (laughs) Last thing I want to touch on, their goals for the future and how her goal is to have him more involved. Yeah, she said some of their situations have been lopsided. How did you feel about that? It happens. It happens inadvertently. It happens and you don't plan for it to, for me, with you. A lot of times, because we're open to so many different scenarios, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen during a playtime. That sometimes means that we come out of it and you have been the watcher and not gotten to actually experience much. Sometimes that means that you've participated fully. I like that he's still supportive and he's not using that against her in any way Mm -hmm. and that she's noticing that and she says I'm going to pick it up and we're going to even this out. We're going to make sure that you get some more play or you get some more time as well. So I like it doesn't the, even the sound approach. like something that he's pushing for. No, it's it didn't just, even that's, sound like that's a, what she wants. She she picked up on it. She's noticed it and she wants to even that playing field. It easily happens without being a purposeful thing. And I think being aware of what's happening is probably your best way to address it without people getting upset or angry. You mentioned that we have, because of our dynamic where I will sit back and wait to be encouraged to join, mm-hmm. that there are times where I don't do much. I and mean, there are other times where I do a lot. What do you prefer? It's whatever the situation calls for because each situation ends up being different. So it's hard to say a hard and fast rule for me and what I'd like to see happen. Ultimately, when we come out of a play experience and we've both had a chance to play, I feel great about that. I don't have any, like, I'm not thinking back on the experience, trying to figure out when and where and how much I got and what you got and trying to like balance the scale at all. But when there are times when you haven't played, I do find looking back at that thinking, okay, did he get something out of that? And if he got something out of it, wasn't enough? And was there an opportunity for him to get more and did I miss it or did I not give him any attention and maybe give the other partner more attention than I should have and did I weigh that well yes I'll think back on that and probably have more questions on if that situation was balanced well or not well the good news on your end is I have never once gone 
look back at a situation and go, oh, why didn't she get me included? And I know because that's never been an argument in our relationship. It was in my past relationship. Mm -hmm. It did come up in my past relationship of you seem to be getting a lot of attention. And it was really not focused on play. It was more focused on attention. And I think that's where things became more of a personal, on a personal level, where it was my insecurities as a person to be able to attract another person were now questioned and were now in question in your own mind. So like for me, I'm getting all of this attention and sure my ego is just going through the roof and he is not because we're looking at single guys Mm -hmm. and he's not getting that reciprocated attention from an outside source. So now he needs more of my attention. He was insisting, hey, where's where's mine? And now where's mine? And so to even the playing field in that scenario was to find a female who would give him attention. Then it was weird because if a female gives that type of attention to a male, they're looking for more than sex. Definitely a single female that's not in the lifestyle. Right. So now you're really treading on some dangerous ground, right? Because you're talking about attention and not play. And so for us, it's never been that. It's always been for me about playtime with you and making sure you get your attention in the play session. But I'm not getting attention from an outside source that I need from you. I'm getting that attention from you. So I'm not looking for it in an outside source. Therefore, there's no unbalance there. But with you, you just enjoy watching me get fucked. Yes, I do. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.